Hey, 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 you are now listening to Transparent Introvert. My name is Lorena and I am an introvert who is trying to be transparent. I'm trying to be as transparent as that new shower curtain that you just put in your new apartment. Yeah, I'm manifesting some positive things for you. Yes, that's how transparent I'm trying to be. If y'all haven't Listen to my last two episodes. Yes, I gave you two episodes on the 12th, two in one day. Yes, I'm I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to get better. I love y'all. Y'all love me. I support you. You support me. We doing this whole thing. But I gave you two episodes. One of the episodes, you already know. I was talking about Kevin Samuels. You know. Why wouldn't I talk about Kevin Samuels? He was the hot hottest topic in the, in the last couple weeks. He was a hot topic way before then, but you know, RIP to my man, my man passed away. Um, so I was talking about Kevin Samuels and no, I wasn't just bashing him and everything like that. So go check it out. So you can see my point of view of everything. And not only was I talking about that, the, the other episode that I did, I was talking about the inmate and the sheriff that had this whirlwind romance and escaped together. And of course um, the inmate is back in custody and everything like that. The sheriff, RIP to her, um, she lost her life. Uh, sorry about that, but yeah, I talked about both of those things. So go and listen to that. Go and listen to that. But for the topic for today, I'm not going to hold you up. The topic for today, I'm talking about addiction. And I know you probably think like, here she go. She talking about the same thing that we hear in school. If you're in school, oh, uh, you just hear it every day. Addiction, 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 addiction. Yeah, you do hear it every day. And yeah, I'm going to talk about it. Why? Because that's one thing that has affected me. It has affected you, I know. Affected somebody that you know. Somebody that you know, no, 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 that person. It Yo, addiction has affected everybody. And I'm going to say everybody. There is not one person who has not been affected by addiction. Because addiction is not just drugs. Addiction could be to money. Addiction addiction could be to attention. Addiction could be to alcohol. There is a plethora of things that you can be addicted to. Or somebody you know can be addicted to. Now, I can only talk about my experiences and how it is that I perceive things. And some people might share that that point with me. Some people might share that point with me. Or or should I say perception? I'm not going to say point. Perception. Some people might share that perception with me. But uh we're going to talk about addiction and why we why did this come up? Why did this topic come up for me? This topic came up for me because I have um, two close family members that, and when I say close, I don't mean like our relationship is close. I mean, close, like as in blood, like my mother's brothers type of, um, family members. Um, so if I got any other family members, no, I'm not talking about y'all. Um, two family members. Um, one of them, I don't know which one contacted me. And when they contacted me, they asked me for money. 
And this is, and I know you're probably like, yo, why are you outing people when this did that to the third? Why? Because this is my story. This is my podcast. But yeah, they asked me for money. And, and this is via text. I asked which one it was. Cause yes, it did matter to me. Um, they didn't answer which one it was, but they asked for money and that kind of, um, brought back some memories, some, some life memories. And it also had me in my feelings. I am being very transparent with you. Yes. It had me in my feelings. It ha- and the reason that it had me in my feelings, not because I'm like, Oh yeah. Like, why are you asking me for money? No, it had me in my feelings because I remember it was a point where I was about to lose everything. Um, and I wasn't about to lose, I I was about to lose everything because, uh, I had a moment where financially I was not where I needed to be. So, and I also, because I'm a introvert, I really don't like talking to people. So I don't like, um, talking to people. Not that I don't, uh, how can I put it? Not that I don't like, cause a lot of people think when, when you say the word introvert, they think that you just don't like people. No, it's about comfortability. Um, and I'm not comfortable talking to a lot of people and I do not have, well, I don't feel like I have in certain situations. Yes, I have a support system, but in other situations, I don't have a support system. If you get what I'm saying, um, everybody has their purpose in your life. And when it comes to financial, I do not have a support system because we all out here struggling. Anyway, um, financially I was in a bond. So I reached out to those individuals, um, amongst other people. And, but I reached out to those individuals and I reached out to them when I had exhausted every person that I possibly could. Um, so I finally got to those two individuals. And when I got to those individuals, I sent a message. It was kind of, it was a group message. It was, it was, um, it was all three of us. I, I sent it just cause I didn't want it to be like, Oh yeah. All right. Well, I'm asking this person and, and this person don't know when it's that to the third. No, it was a group, a group thing. I sent out a message, yo, financially right now, I'm not doing so great. I need X, Y, and Z to be able to get on my feet. And you already know when I get on my feet that I will make sure that you get what you gave plus some. Now, the one automatically went to, oh, what you doing, drugs? The other one was like, um, I'll see what I can do. So when somebody says, I'll see what I can do, um, that's not a yes. That's not a no, but the part that behooved me in my, uh, Darren voice, Darren fleek voice, the part that behooved me was that he asked me if I had a drug issue. And mind you, I am, I am the person that, that I got, I gotta have every, everything has to be right. Like 
I have to do when I was in school, I had to do well in school when at any job that I have ever been at, I, I had to excel at that job because that is just my personality. So, and growing up, I watched what I have a list. Please don't judge me. Um, cause it comes out sometimes or should I say a lazy tongue? I, I don't know. But anyway, I, I got something. Um, so growing up, I have watched family members deal with drug addictions. So for me, that let me, I, I was one of those kids that I didn't have to do in order to know. Like I didn't have to put my hand on a fire to know that it burns. I watched other people put their hand on the fire and know, and they seen that they got burnt. And I'm like, yeah, nah, I am not putting my hand on the fire. So I watched people, um, ruin their lives over drugs. So in my mind, I'm like, yeah, that's not something that I will pick up. That is not something that I'm going to do. No matter how life, how hard life gets, I vowed to myself that I would not, um, stoop to using drugs to get through life. And I'm not bashing anyone or anything like that, but it really, it really got under my skin that he, he asked me what, did I have a drug issue? Because this is the same person that I have been, been with, been, uh, by their side while they were going through their drug addictions. Like when I say over and over and over and over been there when they called during their time of need, I have been there and I have watched how it destroyed their relationships with their children, how it destroyed their relationships with friends and family. Um, how it, they, it, they just burnt bridges. So it, that was to, that got under my skin because I was there for you when you were going through and I watched it and it, and you knew that it was very, very painful for me, but I did it. Why? Because you're, you, we, we have the same blood running through our veins. So I felt like I needed to, but I watched it and you knew how much that hurt. And the simple fact that you think that I would come to you and I would ask you or make up some story just because I wanted money for something like that. But mind you, um, at the time and not saying that, that, that we don't have functioning, uh, addicts cause we do who have jobs and cars and, and kid and our parents and everything like that. But the way that life has, has beat me up drugs was the last thing in my, and the simple fact that that was the first thing that you asked, didn't ask anything else, but that was the first thing. And I felt judged even though addiction wasn't the issue and hasn't been the issue. And I'm trying to make sure that the rest of my life, that is not an issue. Um, but they text me 
and asked. I don't know which one it is, which one it was, but they texted and asked for money. And that brought me to that, um, that moment where I was in need and they didn't give it to me. And it wasn't the simple fact of not, not getting, it was the simple fact that the first thing was to be talked about or whatever was drugs, an addiction to drugs. No. Um, also, and I, and I'm a backtrack because, you know, I said that growing up, I dealt with it. I dealt with their addiction and I'm talking about addiction from the side of the person who is not an addict from the side of the person that is not an addict, because I cannot talk about from the side of the addict. I can't, I can say what people who were addicts have told me, but I can, I can, can, uh, firmly speak about being on the side of the person being on the side of dealing with the addict. Now I've had multiple experiences with addicts. Um, in, in my life, I've had my identity almost stolen because of somebody's addiction. I've had money stolen from me because of somebody's addiction. I have watched somebody take a TV while nap time was going on. I was supposed to be asleep. Yeah, I was that bad kid. I was supposed to be asleep, but I saw it. And all of this was because of addiction. Um, I have watched a person be like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Um, if you don't know who that is, look it up. Um, where, and that's kind of like a a story about, um, a person. It's a story about a person that, that has two different personalities, you know, and, Um, I have watched that person be the nicest person when they are not high and, and everything be the nicest person, most creative person. And then when they're high, just lose their everlasting mind. Very disrespectful. Will do anything. When I say anything, anything to get that high. I look, I have, I've seen it. I've seen the Dauphine lean where, uh, what, what is, what is the saying? Uh, we all wobble, but we don't fall down. Yeah. Uh, if you, if you from the Philadelphia area, you know about K and a it's K and a is zombie land where they all wobble, but they don't fall down. Like where you got people all slumped over, but at the same time, they're standing up, but they will not fall for anything. Um, addiction. The only thing in my life that I can say that I have been addicted to. And um, and I call it an, an addiction because addictions sometimes are done um, because of covering up something. Um, I was in a situation, uh, I was in a relationship. I was in a relationship where that relationship was weighing heavy on my heart. It mentally, it was, it was draining. So I turned to alcohol. 
And I told you, I'm trying to be transparent. I turned to alcohol. And when I say I turned to alcohol, I mean, I had a walk-in closet, um, the size of probably your room's wall and the back of my walk-in closet, nothing but alcohol. Every day that I got up, I drank in the morning. I would get up. My thought was, Oh, let me, this person that I'm in a relationship with me, let me hurry up and try to get them out so that I can make me a drink or drink straight from the bottle. And that was every day, every day. And that, and it became, at first it just was to, to drown out what it was that I was feeling. And then it got to the point where I, I couldn't go a day without drinking. I would be playing video games and that's how, how young I was. I was still like, you know, staying home and, and playing video games. Not saying that as an adult, you can't play video games, but in my early twenties, playing video game, drinking and playing video games, and then would fall asleep on a couch, wake up and do it all over again. And it got to the point where I was functioning. I was a functional, I was a functioning alcoholic for a short period of time in my life. It became an addiction. Um, we live in a world right now where everybody is addicted to something. Um, opioids is running rampant. And like I said, this topic came up because I don't know which one, but one of them texts me and it just remind me because, and, and let me, let me, let me go back a little bit of why it also, also brought it up is because they reach out when they reach out to me either right after they get out of jail or they reach out when they're going through their addiction. Nobody can find them or anything like that. But for some reason, they always end up reaching out and and trying to get me to help. Trying to get me to help them with their addiction and keep their they head above water or whatever. So that's why this this topic has, has come up. Because it, it took me back to that place of when I really needed help. And they, and I got accused of something that I was not doing and it, it brought back the memories of growing up and, and seeing the damage that it has, it has done to family, friends and, and friends of friends. And I've seen it. Um, and then now as, as I get older and seeing what is taking place, like, like, um, Back in the in the in the eighties, it was like what was that? That was the, the the crack epidemic. Like if you was born in the eighties, a lot of people think that you're a crack baby because in the eighties it was crack. Um, what was it in the nineties? Uh, crack was kind of like dwindling out. You you had cocaine, um, going on in the in the nineties. Um. What else? And then as we get to the 2000s and stuff like that, the 2000s, that's when people started popping pills. And now pills is a thing. 
uh, you got uh, fentanyl and all this other stuff. You had perks. You had zannies. You had all these different things. Now you got you got uh, subs, suboxin. You got all of these different things. Suboxin comes in pill form also, um, not just strips. But now you got an opioid epidemic. You know I mean the crack epidemic and the coke epidemic, or whatever, that hit um, black people. That was a, a black people's black black people's thing. I don't know about the coke really, but I know the crack was a black thing. A lot of black people were on crack. Um, living in living in 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 in, pro, in the projects and stuff like that, and and ruining um all the things that they work for, um, because they got addicted to crack. Um, now the opioid epidemic. It's not just, it's more, you see a lot more of Caucasians, um, that's battling with this very bad, not saying that, that you don't have African Americans and, and other minorities that's dealing with it because they, they are, I mean, you got, you, you do have, um, the minorities going through the same epidemic, but this, but the epidemic is hitting the the Caucasians harder than any other epidemic. Um, and it just, all of this got me to, to just revisiting everything that has happened in life so far. Now, when it comes to addictions, how I was, I became addicted to alcohol because I was trying to mask the the stress sadness and depression that I was going through at one point in time um and how other people have been on on some type of drugs or whatever the case may be to do the the same thing and some it just was somebody told them to try it and they tried it or whatever but let's think about this well, not think about it, but talk about it on, on that level of the person who has to deal with that, um, that individual that has an addiction. Um, I have had to, I have been with my family members and the two, two people is only two people. So if you listening to this and you, my family or whatever, I'm not talking about y'all. Y'all know who I'm talking about. I'm just not name dropping. I'm not going to name drop on my podcast. Um, but I said that they are very close in blood and I said uncles. So we know who I'm talking about because I got a trillion million cousins. Um, I've had to no lie. Like I've, I've cried. I've cried. I've cried for the children of people who were addicts that I knew. And I was very close with, I cried for them. I cried for them. I prayed for them. Um, and sometimes you feel like, why is it that the love that I have for you why is it not enough for you to try to get yourself together? Why is the love that other people have for you and how they're trying to help you? Why is that not enough 
for you to try to get yourself together? And is do you are you allowing this addiction to control you to the point where it points you in the direction of your death early? And I know that for those who believe in God, we don't know the the time, the day, or the place um, when this is all over. We don't. But the reason why I said early is because of the simple fact of you're punishing your body, um, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally. You are punishing your body on a daily basis. And... After a while, your body, it can no longer take the beating. That's why I said early. But I've often sat and cried and cried so hard. And I've even sat across the table from them and been like, yo, I love you without a shadow of a doubt. I have unconditional love for you. I just want to see you succeed. I want to see you succeed. Why is it that you cannot? Um, why is it like I'm, I be mad at myself sometimes. I be mad at myself because I'm, I'm like, all right, I'm willing to give until I, I have nothing else to give. But then at the same time, why is it that in your sober moments, the moment that you are sober, where there you don't have there is is I'm not gonna say no drugs in your system because of course when you get tested you're gonna test positive for whatever it is that you're doing but you have moments of clarity and why in the moments of clarity do you not choose or want to choose better why is it that you want to see people cry because of the things the 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 physical things that they eat that you have taken from them to feed your addiction and you know that the only reason that they gave it to you is the only reason that they are not um putting you behind bars or 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 whatever the case may be doing anything negative to you is because they have unconditional love for you um why are you bleeding people dry but then in the same breath say that like oh I love you and I'm trying to get myself together and I'm trying to do this and I'm trying to do that and you're you're not putting putting any action behind your words why is a person's love that they have for you and and how bad they want to succeed why is that not enough for you to even try to get yourself together. Um, it's in my lifetime when it comes to people that um, I have experienced who've had, who've had bad addictions. To be honest with you, it's only like two that I actually got to see get their life together and they didn't have to knock on death and, and they didn't have to knock on death's door only two. And I'm so proud of them, but two is I'm thankful for two, but two is not enough. It's not enough. Um, why is it 
that you want your children to grow up without a parent. Knowing that their parent is alive and well, but they're choosing this over them. Why is the love that people have for you not enough to want to spark that change? Why, why is it that you, you can, how is it that you can watch your mom cry and pray and cry and pray and cry, but nothing in you says, okay, um, I remember oftentimes I used to say to God, like, I want these people to get themselves together. Like I really do. But I also need a mental break from this because, and I know some people that's listening, like, oh, all right, well, if this person is, is, is doing this to you, if they're, um, making you feel overwhelmed mentally, emotionally, and physically, leave them alone. And, and once you leave them alone, like they'll figure it out. That's not always the case. And when you love somebody unconditionally, it's hard for you to allow that person just to continue to go to spiral down a road of destruction. It's hard for you to watch that person waste away when once they were, um, healthy as a lion and, um, and held their chest high like a, like a, like a gorilla, you know, and was as powerful and smart as an elephant. Um, it's hard to watch a person go from that to looking like, looking like the angel of death is walking right next to him. I used to ask God for a break and I'm not even gonna lie. Sometimes I used to be like, yo. I want them, and I know people are going to judge me for what I'm about to say. I know people are going to judge me. Um, but this is, I'm being transparent, and this is the, this is the truth. I, sometimes I used to be like, yo, I want them to get arrested. Why? Because um, at some point while they're in jail, and I, I know that you can get drugs and stuff like that in jail. I know that. Um... But I wanted them to get arrested and no, not forever, but I wanted them to get, get arrested. Why? Because that will give me a break mentally. That will give me a break and give other people who love these people as much as I, I, I do, um, give them a break because you're in prison. I know exactly where you're at. You're there. You can't walk out the door. You can't. And then I, I know at some point you are going to have some type of sobriety. Like you are going to be sober. And whether it's you're sober because the state is constantly piss testing you and making you do these programs and stuff like that. 
even if it's that, I know that at some point you have some sobriety and I know where you're at. So I know that you're safe to an extent, um, because it's a lot that go into prison, but I know that you're safe and because you can handle your own, um, I know that you'll be good, but just the simple fact that I want you to have better so much that I'd be like, yo, I'd rather you be, you be in prison than to, than to be running these streets because I don't want somebody to, to kill you because you done stole from them or for somebody to kill you because you begging them for money or any anything that comes to mind for because you got to know that people who have addictions will do anything for that addiction it don't even matter if it's if you're talking about drugs you're talking about like i said money um shopping whatever people will do anything for their addiction money people will have a job and sell drugs at the same time to get more money or they will work themselves to death just to to have money because they're addicted to having it and they're addicted to spending it and when it comes to like shopping people will go in debt and file for bankruptcy and everything like that because this is their addiction or whatever but i'm talking about um i'm talking about drugs at this moment um, and it was times where I, I wished jail time for them just because I, I felt like they all right, they'd be off the streets. I know where they are. Um, at some point they're going to get some type of sobriety and it might encourage them to do better. Um, being away from their family and friends and, and away from like, you know, I wish that because I needed a break. Like I need a break. I'm still going to be by your side, but I need a break. Um, I remember that. Um, now that I'm older and I don't really have to, because I spend a lot of time at work, I don't really have to deal with that type of stuff, but it crosses my mind all the time. Like it's times where I can't even get in touch with those family members that have that addiction. I can't get in touch with them. So I'm, I'm going on social media asking like, Oh, did anybody see such and such? Did anybody hear from such and such? Are they okay? If you know where, if you know where they at or whatever, like go, can you DM me, go on my, like send me a message. Cause I just need to know that they're okay or that they are okay. Um, people with an addict, people with an addiction also kill others slowly. And I know you probably like, what are you talking about? They kill other people slowly because of the stress and the worry that people have that have unconditional love for you and that want better for you. And that just can't see you waste, go, um, go get wasted, not get wasted, but waste away. You know, they just can't allow you to waste away or whatever. That stress and worry, anxiety, and, and, and all of those negative um, emotions, that kind of speeds up, that, that kind of speeds up health issues and, and all types of stuff, um, which, you know, is 
it's kind of like helping in the death process. I mean, I believe that we are born to die, but we are also born to live too. And you're not really living if you're worrying about somebody who most of the time can't really do right for themselves and can't take care of themselves because they're so interested in taking care of and feeding that addiction. Um, this, this thing has been eating at me ever since, um, I don't even know who, which one it was, but ever since they sent that text message, um, because a part of me wants to be like, you know what? I'm done. I am done with all of this. But then at the same time, blood is thicker than water. And I live on a, on a um, philosophy of I want to treat people the way I would want to be treated. So if I did have an addiction and I wasn't that child that learn from other people's mistakes, I would want somebody to be there, um, while I'm going through. But at the same time, I still got, I, I, I still, I like, it's the, the why, the why it not necessarily because it's a lot of things that can get you um, to get a, especially if you already have a, a an addictive personality, and people be trying to to deny it all the time. But a lot of us have addictive personalities. I know that I do, so I stay away from things that are addictive, that um, really entice me. So I kind of like try try to stay away from it the best that I can. Um, but when it comes to addiction, my question is always why, why, why am I not enough for you to want to be better? Especially if I'm giving all the support that I can, why addictions not only affect that person and, um, make that person change, whether it's mentally, emotionally, or physically, um, they change the people that are dealing with that person in their addiction change mentally, emotionally, and physically. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Rand.